0: Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the Next Level Brands Podcast, brought to you as always by the crew at nextlevelbrands.com. If you've got a growing firm in food, beverage, or health and wellness, please check out the services offered at nextlevelbrands.com. Workshops, founder coaching, fractional marketing, and sales resources, and a whole lot more. More information available, nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two Xs. Take your brand to the next level with Next Level Brands. I'm Steve Clear, and glad everyone's here. We've got a great show today. We're going to be zeroing in on an issue that affects almost every CPG startup and growing companies. We're going to talk about addressing it with with an industry expert. Joining me is Jay Puentes of Wayflyer. If you are selling your products through e-commerce of any kind, your website, Amazon, Thrive, doesn't matter, challenge of being able to maintain inventory and have funds for marketing is the same across all platforms. Jay is a sales leader with a diverse fintech background, including consumer and commercial lending at Green Sky, Charge After, and now Wayflyer. He began his journey with Wayflyer back in 2021 as the first U.S. hire and has since built his team, and more important, helped to grow new e-commerce businesses in a challenging environment. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thank you, Steve. Excited to be here. I'm always happy to have people on to talk about money it's first of all it's a high level of audience interest and and, and secondly there's a you mentioned the workshop in the intro there's a workshop that I were on that is the five most expensive mistakes CPG entrepreneurs make and number one is not having access to capital just that's number one and you know working with companies and seeing what's you know what's happening out there and particularly because I think now we have, A wonderful time period for startups and founders or whatever, in that you have a very low barrier to entry of selling your products in e-commerce. You're not having to make that hurdle to be at a, you know, to be in a Wegmans or to be in a hy or Kroger. But on the same token, that also allows you to be able to get in without having to make a lot of those commitments or necessarily to, to understand fully what the financial requirements are going to be. So Let's start with how did you guys identify this segment as a customer audience for Wayflyer? How'd you set it up?
0: Yeah, so I can start by talking about how Wayflyer actually started and how we ended up in providing funding for e-com businesses. So essentially, the company was founded in September of 2019. One of our co-founders, Aiden, was actually with another company that he co-founded with two other founders. Called Conjura, which is a marketing analytics platform. And one of those co founders was good friends with a guy named Jack, Jack Pierce. He was the second co founder to Wayflyer who actually came up with the idea of Wayflyer. Mentioned it to Aiden after a few months of persuasion, Aiden was all on board (laughs) and they agreed to use Conjura's marketing analytics to underwrite e commerce businesses as a whole and provide short-term financing for, for them. So essentially, all in all, we, we knew, I guess Jack and Abe knew, that funding for e-commerce businesses was... Getting funding was quite challenging, right? It, it wasn't the same as getting funding for uh, other types of businesses, mm-hmm. which that was the sole vision. And after a few quarters of building out the product, the infrastructure... WayFlyer launched in April of 2020 and in the very first month did about 600K in advances to,
1: to e-com businesses. Got it. It's, so it, it, it when, you, when you look at it from, a, a, I guess, a risk platform or whatever, a lot of people, you know, we, you and I know the failure rate of a lot of small businesses, but there's also this idea that a lot more of them can succeed if there is some type of capital availability And I'm going to use the phrase non-dilutive capital because to to separate from investment, especially if one's trying to maintain inventories and marketing, both of which you need to succeed in e-commerce. So did you guys focus to say, okay, we think we're going to help to fund for marketing purposes or inventory purposes, or how is that structured?
0: Yeah. So- Really, the, the gist of our financing is it's unsecured short-term working capital for anything that you'd, that you'd really use capital for. So the two most popular things that our partners use our capital for is for inventory and for marketing, two of the biggest expenses that e-com businesses have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the idea really originally was, well, what keeps businesses... In the e-commerce space business founders in the e-commerce space up at night and you know that's just access to to undilutive capital and how are you going to fund your next inventory order when you have to put down a deposit mm-hmm. and then wait months to then receive your goods and have to put down the the second payment in full at shipment yep. right that's that was the whole idea was Aligning Wayflyer's financing with their cash conversion cycle, meaning when they actually turn that inventory into a profit.
1: The good news is we 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 got a bunch of orders in overnight. The bad news is we can't afford to pay the co-packer to fulfill the orders. Right, right,
0: right. So we essentially we step in to make it very easy. Right. So our our platform allows businesses to come on apply for funding, and essentially understand their options within about a day or two. And really, we're able to move very quickly in deploying the funds. Now, we always advise, like, don't wait till the last minute, of course, Great. and get ahead of it, understand what your options are, and, and then make the decision, set it up ahead of time to deploy funds a few days before you actually need them. So yeah, that's essentially what we do is we make it very easy for founders to raise the capital they need to pay for their POs or pay for their uh, marketing initiatives.
1: And we're going through the process. All right, so I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm, I'm interested. First of all, it's we're talking Wayflyer. It's W-A-Y-F-L-Y-E-R. And what's Correct. the website, Jay? It's wayflyer.com. Just that simple. And you can find that's it right there. How do you guys approach the idea of credit worthiness with founders or startups or how does how does that work?
0: Yeah, great question. So we look at a number of different factors. We look at the overall health of the business, and that includes revenues, it includes marketing profitability, it, it includes the LTV of a customer, et cetera, et cetera. So we kind of create our own method of scoring the health of the business and then provide options on what they qualify for and then build out a custom offering set for them to choose from. So we don't really just give them three options and then tell them to pick one. What we'll do is we actually work with them, share what options are available, tweak certain things that will match their cash conversion cycle and build custom-tailored solutions to fit their actual needs for that point in time. All right. So long story short, we we take a custom approach to it, which I think has led to, to a lot of the success that we've seen the last two or three years. Yeah. And yeah, for, for most businesses, it works a lot better than, than just giving them two or three options and having them pick one of them.
1: Do you have particular niche areas that you guys... Like to lend in, or are you pretty open in terms of of uh, what types of companies and stuff you'll service? Yeah, we
0: we are actually really open. We work with any company in the ecom space that is selling a, a physical product. So we're pretty open to to working
1: with almost all growing ecom businesses worldwide. And that's awesome because there's there's some of them out there who have very strange. That's strange, strange, probably not. Un- unique challenges with their their products and selling products. But, you know, so you guys decided to do a launch sort of right flat in the middle of the pandemic. How did that work out?
0: You know, we're, I would say that we're, we're very lucky. COVID definitely had a positive impact with the growth of e-commerce. Yeah. And us launching during that, I, I think was definitely a blessing. It it worked out for Wayflyer and we've seen tremendous growth since launching the platform in April of 2020. Like we've seen growth year over year, month over month, and learned many different things throughout the last few years. So overall positive.
1: Do Do you have a couple of success stories or whatever you can share with us about the types of companies or kind of what they were doing before you got together and how they're doing now? Well, we, yeah, I mean, we have so many different
0: stories, but I can give you an example of uh, many, many companies choose to bootstrap their business. And, you know, of course that, that has its challenges, especially when you're a growing e-com business, it's very difficult to, to scale when you're bootstrapped, when you have demands that you can't keep up with, and when you're having to place insanely large POs, especially coming up into your busiest season of the year, which is the holiday season in, in Q4. Yep. So we work with many businesses in the States, Canada, Europe, et cetera. And many of those businesses that were bootstrapped before having a combo with us, I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that they didn't really know what options were out there. And historically... There have been very few companies that have provided the flexibility that that Wayflyer does out there, along with the quality, the speed, and the affordability aspect to it. So when we come into the picture, we understand that and we know that. And we try to be consultants when we speak to our partners and explain to them what makes sense based on our experience. We attempt to custom tailor a solution to fit their needs then, and then guide them through the process of, of, of payback. And what that does is it allows them to not have to worry about paying their their POs upfront and then using the capital, the revenue that they already have for other initiatives internally. So, I mean, it, it's definitely, there, there's a huge benefit to doing that versus trying
1: to grow without raising capital. And And does it, does it work kind of like a line of credit? I mean, are, so, or is it each time you go to the well, you reassess where things are and how it's going? Yeah. So the majority of the businesses
0: that we work with are, are growing businesses, and some of them are seasonal, of course. We have a team internally that will actually forecast future revenue for the businesses that we work with. So we understand based on previous year's trends of of what businesses will do in the future. And given that, we will, again, custom tailor solutions to what will happen in the future versus what they've already accomplished in the previous months. It's not a line of credit in the sense that it's not revolving. It's not going to be something you draw on and then have payback and then have access to that capital in the future. Although we do have products similar to that for some of the larger e-com companies out there, our product is extremely flexible in the sense that we'll give them a max exposure similar to a line of credit. They then draw what they need, right? Which is what we advise. There's no need to take funding that you may not need for that point in time and then be locked into paying that back over four, five, six months, when you just don't need it, so we do offer a max exposure limit to companies, and given their current situation, so the size of their PO, their marketing budget for the for the next few months, they will then draw what they need versus the full line. And next time around, there's a high chance that given there's growth, they will qualify for for
1: more. It. Yeah and it, it seems as though that, that flexibility is, is key because you've, you've got a couple of things with, and particularly with consumer package goods, which is one, as you mentioned, some highly seasonal businesses, where you know 80 percent of my business is done in Q4. So therefore, I kind of have to build everything up to Q4, deliver, and then kind of take a breather after that, you know, if I can, but I've got to ramp it up. The other one is there's been because of supply chain issues with the pandemic and 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 with inflation both actually pressuring people who used to go out and purchase one production cycle at a time now feel as though they have to buy for three production cycles like in the packaging because the last time they went to get the packaging there wasn't any packaging to be had. So it's like I need to you know I need to address I can't run out of film or I can't run out of cardboard because I'm out of business. I got product, but I got nothing to put it in. So that's probably some of the ways that you guys can help with situations like that in growing businesses.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And we we see that all the time. I mean lead times we've seen extended past what it historically has been. We've seen companies having to put down larger amounts of deposits. To ah, yeah. Like P.O.s. Yep. The industry is changing constantly, and, and knowing what options you have out there is, is key to your success, especially when you're going into your busiest season of the year. So, definitely important to, to get ahead of it and not be in a situation where you're leaving money on the table because you're sold out and you're top selling products. Yeah.
1: Jay, with in terms of maybe top line sales, we could talk a little bit about what's kind of your average size customer? That's a good question. I mean, we're, we're really,
0: we work with almost any business out there. We have done advances for as little as 10,000, and we've done advances north of, of 20 million. So we- That's a range. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say average
1: a few hundred thousand dollars is the average size of an advance that we do. Right. Okay. So you, we can relate that too. So people are thinking out there, I say, well, you know, I'm too small for this. Whatever you're probably not. You're yeah. Actually, probably, you know, most functional growing businesses out there are going to have those requirements at least going forward. So that's good. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And one of the cool things is, is we have conversations with, with smaller businesses that are in growth mode now. And even if they don't qualify today, in two or three months, they may because they're growing. So right. yeah, that's it's definitely something to keep in mind. It's is if you are a growing e-commerce business. And you know you're going to continue to grow, or you hope you're going to continue to grow, it's always good to understand what funding options are out there. So, when you do hit the point where you need to raise capital, you understand where to go and you understand what options are going to work best for you then.
1: One thing, Jay, I wanted to ask you about whenever we talk about financing in today's environment and stuff, people are a little scared of interest rates. Fed's been pretty aggressive. Some days it looks like it's going to calm down. Other days, not so sure. How do you guys deal with that and with your, your customers and how is that affecting you?
0: Yeah, so we have been lucky enough to partner with, with JP Morgan. So I will say that we are in a good position to offer some aggressive options. But all in all, I mean, that it's, it's a great point, Steve. And, and that's just due to the fact that there's so much uncertainty out there. That companies who have open facilities today are likely affected by the rise in rates. And having a complement to those existing facilities could be a great move. Right. So we don't really try to compete with a line of credit or an existing open facility, but we're more of like a complement to that facility in case you right. need some capital and, and you want to use it for inventory or your marketing and leave that facility open for other things. But Essentially, there's so much uncertainty that it's always good to really just have other options
1: out there for you. Right. Yeah. You you want it, you want to have a, a second or third option available in, in, in times of in times of rising interest rates or even in, in in you know in in a normal credit time, you know, to to have yeah. availability to do something that's, you know, quickly available, unsecured, non-dilutive makes sense. Absolutely. The other thing interesting too, that you guys kind of grew out of a data analysis business that e-commerce presents that wonderful aspect to it of smaller businesses being able to look at data that 20 years ago, only the big boys could look at. You know, you can go into Amazon and look at your, you know, your customers, you can look at their lifetime value. You can look at, you can all get all this stuff that you would have paid an awful lot of money for only a few years ago. Do you guys go through when you're looking at revenue? And so I'm, I'm the founder, I need to provide you with information, you know, cert, top line sales, but also like monthly sales and how many on this platform, how many on that platform? How deep do you guys go into, you know, looking at my books?
0: I'd say that we, so we definitely take into account all e-com channels. So if it's Shopify and Amazon, if it's, if it's big commerce and Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, we're going to definitely look at revenues along uh, amongst all platforms and then understand the profitability of the marketing spend that you have currently and analyze those figures and then come up with a max exposure amount. Right. So once you then know that, depending on what expenses you have upcoming, we will then make suggestions on what may work best given your terms suppliers,
1: et cetera. Right. Where you are in the in the that scope of business. Yeah. The 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 dependency of a lot of growing packaged goods firms and item producing item firms work with so many co packers and co manufacturers out there. And their terms basically become the terms you run your business on, right? So it's, you know, yeah. you were mentioning 50% down, 50% on delivery. And then there's some places that it's 100% down. It's just the, the, the way it works. And that's always a challenge for an entrepreneur growing business to try to get through. And, and giving a little help in that is, you know, I see you guys, you guys found the pain point and uh, it, it's it's definitely there for people. So, you know. Right. In terms of process, a couple things about process again, so it's wayflyer.com and that's W-A-Y-F-L-Y-E-R.com. If I'm an entrepreneur and I, I have an interest, can I, how much information can I get necessary without having to go through acceptance, rejection right away? How, how does that yeah, work? Yeah.
0: So out? you can absolutely request to have a conversation with one of our growth capital managers, so you can go right on our website. There's a form that you can fill out. And if there's an interest to have a convo and then just understand how the product works further and understand what options you may have if you do continue on with the application process, which is also about a two to three minute process, we're happy to have a 15, 20 minute chat.
1: Okay. Yeah. To find out more because it. I imagine a lot of people would like to, you know, get a little bit deeper into it, but you want to, you know. Absolutely. Um, influence jay from an industry standpoint a lot of stuff about this about buy now pay later with consumers and stuff how is it you know it sort of took off during the pandemic but how are we looking at that now and how does that affect financing
0: so buy now pay later has i mean it's it's almost become a norm right i i, I come from a background of buy now pay later and you know i remember Many years ago, it was it was growing with the launch of on and Affirm, and now we have so many players in the industry. But it's it's definitely grown, and I think many many customers almost expect to have that as a checkout option. <laughs> when it comes to financing, I mean it's 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 important, right? It should be an option offered at checkout, uh, especially if you're selling higher ticket products. But even right. I, I've seen many customers finance uh, over four or six weeks purchases that are under a hundred bucks, right? And it's kind of the start of their uh, purchasing process.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing the involvement. When I started in my agency back in, in San Francisco, one of our first clients was Visa. And what Visa was trying to do was to get into grocery stores because at that point, grocery stores didn't take credit cards. On the thought from a customer standpoint of you're not going to put something on a credit card. You're not going to put something that you're going to consume within 30 days on a credit card, which is food, right? Not going to happen. The other one was of course the cost from a machinery point of view to be able to accept credit cards at grocery stores. So well, now of course it's ubiquitous. And, yeah. and, and, it was the real challenge of, you know, is trying to the campaigns, our promotional campaigns were in store and it was trying to get people to understand that, know you might make a significant maybe there's a big sale on or you know whatever they're selling you know a a lot of stuff you you can do this and you can use the card and it's okay what they found that was very interesting about it though was is that it drove the the sales of liquor and cigarettes crazy as Hmm. soon as they installed it as soon as they installed it because guys are going to instead of buying a pack or two packs they buy a carton or two cartons don't worry about it so they're going through absolutely anything. yeah that type of thing with with finance to, to get people's head around the fact that you know I, i'm i'm going to i'm, I'm going to finance them and that works with both sides that works with customers in e-commerce but it also works with the e-commerce suppliers of understanding understanding what's going on do you uh, in the agreements and stuff are you is there anything it's it's basically unsecured so it's not like inventory financing it's not like receivables financing. It's just a clear a clear agreement. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So we make it very, very straightforward. Essentially, we are depositing cash into their business bank account and they can use it for inventory orders, marketing spend, et cetera. It's not really tied to a specific PO or a specific uh, marketing platform. Essentially it can be used for, for anything
1: and it is unsecured, unddeltive. Very flexible. Very flexible to look at. And, uh, and, and hopefully a lot of people out there will, will take a look at it because it's, it, as we talked about earlier, it's one of the biggest, one of the biggest challenges. And particularly for those that are, I admire people who are trying to bootstrap in this business, but it, wow, it's, it's a huge <laughs> challenge, you know? And again, that more successful you are, the bigger a challenge it is. It's like, I mean, it just expands. Right? So, so with people out there looking at this who have highly seasonal businesses, you guys do adjustments and stuff for, for seasonal businesses, and you know, and, and realize the payments and whatever maybe, however the repayment has to happen, maybe tied to their seasonal sales.
0: Yeah, we definitely do. So we understand seasonality. We know a lot of ecom businesses are affected by it, and we definitely will work with them on terms that will match their their spikes. So. Yeah, it's, it's going through the process and understanding what revenues look like quarter over quarter, month over month to then offer some solutions that may fit their needs for when they do become busy. In
1: in, in terms of survey, Jay, or just knowledge of what's going on, do most of those customers, particularly the smaller ones, is it really inventory financing that primarily drives what they're doing or... Is it other stuff? I
0: mean, I'd say so. I think I think one of the biggest challenges in the e-com space is just the, the, the sheer amounts of h- how much inventory purchases cost, right? And the terms that they have to agree on because of how competitive it is in the industry as a whole. So you know, traditionally what we see is that companies who are, ordering their inventory from from Asia are having to put down about a 30% deposit and, of course, aren't receiving any products before then. But also, say four weeks later, they get a call from the manufacturer and say, hey, we're ready to ship product. We need the remaining 70%. So then you're you're already in four weeks with no products, but you're down 30%. Well, now, four weeks later, you're having to put down another 70%. And you're not even getting the products for another, you know, few weeks after that. Sure, yeah, so nice. or months, really. So yep. then it's turning that inventory into profit. That's going to take another few months. So all in all, what we attempt to do is understand their their terms, their lead times, and build out offers and scenarios that will that will match those.
1: And when we do that, of course, that that fits in very well with. Their cycles. Yep. It's also, I, I think on the marketing side, we're talking inventory, but on the marketing side, another challenge is a lot of founders and, and people who are growing brands at e-commerce don't really understand that there's marketing expenses that need to be, be spent in order to get people to recognize the product, see the product, buy the product. It's not just, I'm going to put it up on Amazon and everybody's going to find it. Yeah, there's, there's, there's SEO, there's, there's advertising, there's a considerable, and although probably not as big a commitment as there is at retail, that's still something that has to be in the, in the planning process for, for, uh, you know, growing, growing the business. So again, access to capital. That's what, that's what it's all about.
0: Access to capital. And, and I will say one thing, we definitely understand that initiatives on Facebook and Google can be challenging and tricky. And we do have a team of Facebook and Google marketing analytics specialists that when partnered with Wayflyer can work with you to understand the health of your campaigns and make custom tailored suggestions on how to improve or even point out some of the things that you're doing really, really well that could potentially drive some more capital into right, to have even larger returns. So that team has been just absolutely killing it with all of the updates that have been happening over the last 12, 24
1: months. That's pre- it's pretty awesome. As you've, as you've worked with built out your team from, you know, this basically scratch in the U S are you way ahead of your projections?
0: <laughs> we are growing very, very fast. Yeah. I'd say we're, we're seeing, we're seeing way becoming Bigger name in the industry than when we first launched, of course, uh, which was May really of of last year is when we opened our Atlanta headquarters. So, over the last, what is it, 14, 15 months now? Yeah. We have grown tremendously in the States and we are working with some of the biggest names in e commerce. You can actually see some of those case studies that we've launched right on our website. So, we are definitely seeing significant growth. We're coming up on our busiest season of the year now. So yep. August is typically the start of that because a lot of companies are placing their POs now to have that inventory in prior to the holiday season. Yep. So August, September, October, very, very busy months. November, December, still busy because companies will be placing POs to replenish some of the sold inventory during the, the holiday period, right. Q1, and so on and so on. So we've definitely grown.
1: We will continue to grow. And yeah, it's, been, it's been a fun ride so far. Absolutely. And, and again, it's, it's a great service that you guys, you pinpointed, uh, again, a real, a real need within the industry. We talk about it all the time of critical to growth and particularly with e-commerce companies, because there's such an opportunity there for them to be great. So I, I appreciate you spending time with us, Jay. And I, I know you're busy and stuff. I did want to ask about, we, we make sure that everybody gets to wayflyer.com. So that's W-A-Y-F-L-Y-E-R.com. And get more information about it because I, I can think of a dozen people right now today that need it, that, you know, could mm-hmm. could use the help. And I also like the fact that you have the little extra, like with Google and Facebook analysis, because you guys come out of that analysis background anyway, of adding that on for your customers is is awesome. That's a really a good challenge. So we'd like to put you on the spot, our guests, a little bit to, to talk about for fellow entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs out there, where, wherever they are. We call it Words to Grow By and it's basically just a word, a phrase, a quote, whatever you want that you you want to have our fellow entrepreneurs out there in the audience uh, remember.
0: So, what I will recommend is for any founders, CFOs listening to this podcast, don't wait till the very last minute to understand what capital options you may have out there. Get ahead of it. I can tell you companies like us, even our competitors we like talking to businesses when they don't need the funding versus when they do. <laughs> That's right. So it's, it's understanding your options. And even if you feel like there may not be a need for, for capital today, I can tell you that at some stage there likely will be. And understanding those options ahead of time is gonna put you in a very good place when the need does come
1: about. Absolutely, yeah. Great, great advice, Jay. And yes, if you're growing, you're going to need capital unless you got big boots or family trust fund or something, but (laughs) so much. Well, thanks again for taking the time with us today. Really appreciate the insight and hope a lot of folks jump on and go take a look at the website and get more information. Also want to thank the rest of you for being with us today. We thank also NextLevelBrands.com for their production assistance. We're always grateful for you, the audience's feedback, and any comments we get. If you have an idea for a show topic or a special guest, please feel free to let us know. I'm Steve Clear. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn
0: more at nextwith 2 X's, Levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes
1: so you never miss an episode.